Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Hey, does anybody know your name? Are you famous? Or are you even known in your community? What made me think these thoughts was talking with a guy named Lonnie Shipman. Today, I'm going to do an interview for an upcoming program or two on Southwest Radio Church's Watchman on the Wall. I never heard of Lonnie Shipman. And yet this guy has led thousands to Christ through his ministry. He is a concert pianist. Oh, can he play that piano? Just a brilliant mind. I never heard of him. Doesn't matter. God does. Knows who he is. Using him mightily. Just like you, perhaps, where you are. Grow where you are planted. Do the best job you can with what you have. And stick to the stuff. Bible, prayer, serving, fellowship, and... Being in a good Bible-believing church, I'm just amazed at the people God uses. Are you one of them? What in the world is going on? It's showtime. Here's Joey. President Biden gave his second State of the Union address that acted as a soft launch for his presidential bid coming up in 2024. He had lots of cheers from the Democrats and his calls to ban assault weapons and codify Roe versus Wade, jeers from the Republicans on the border and on Social Security. What happened? Liar, liar, pants on fire. The number one theme, chaos, briefly erupted in the House chamber after Biden repeated an old Democratic talking point that has long been debunked by fact. Biden's thought? Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. Really? I'm not saying it's the majority, said Joe. But anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy of it all. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. Liars, said Marjorie Taylor Greene, representative from Georgia. Biden backtracked, saying, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant amount, but it's, it's being proposed by individuals. I'm politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Yeah, Joe, how did you ever get out of the basement? Another key part there was when McCarthy, the Republican House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, hushed, that's what he did, or shushed, is that what you say? He shushed those in his own party who interrupted his tribute to a fentanyl victim. McCarthy was seen mouthing shush after a member yelled, It's coming from China, and another shouted, It's your fault. And he did it again when some of the members of his team shouted about securing the border when the president was talking about immigration reform. Point number three that was one of those things Biden repeated the misleading claim about the number of total jobs that he's created since he took office. Two years ago, our economy was reeling, the president said. As I stand here tonight, we have created a record 12 million new jobs, more jobs created in two years than any president ever created in four years. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, liar, liar, the economy under Biden has only added 2.7 million jobs. That's quite a stretch then, from 2.7 to 12. The problem here was that pandemic from China, all those jobs lost during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
And that one that gets a lot of us up in the air, point number four, ban assault weapons now. Biden renewed his call to ban the so-called assault weapons during his address, garnering a standing ovation from his party and head-shaking from the Republicans. Ban assault weapons now. Ban them now. Once and for all, he said. The president made the declaration after talking about the gunman who allegedly used a handgun to kill 11 people celebrating a Lunar New Year in a ballroom near L.A. The gun was reportedly a semi-automatic weapon with a magazine larger than 10 rounds, but he did not elaborate on what type of firearm was classified as an assault weapon. So what are we taking out? And then that kiss, what was that all about? Looked kind of passionate, didn't it? Talking about Biden's wife, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff shared a kiss ahead of Biden's speech. The moment immediately went vi- People went crazy with that one. Biden opened his speech with a gaffe, incorrectly calling Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer the minority leader. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Vice President Kamala Harris were spotted chatting and laughing in a friendly exchange before the president's speech. And finally, four U.S. Supreme Justices, Thomas, Alito, Sotomayor, and Gorsuch, opted against coming and hearing the speech. (laughs) I wouldn't either. Oh, yeah, some of the highlights of the State of the Union gaffe from Mail-In Joe last night. What do you think? Oh, and how about this? Biden's Department of Defense, the DOD, being sued. Yeah, for details about the use of Marines during his politicized hate mega speech in Philadelphia last year. You remember that? In that speech, he stood in front of a blood-red backdrop, was flanked by two U.S. Marines, to allege that supporters of President Donald Trump were an extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic. You're the bad guys. Biden's infamous red speech, which included the abuse of our Marines and its totalitarian image, painted a target on Trump and tens of millions of Americans for their political suppression and worse. The words of Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton, And to make matters worse, the Pentagon is violating federal law by hiding records about Biden's misuse of our military in his attempt to intimidate Americans. In the speech, Biden claimed Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, said Biden, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and those Make America Great Republicans. That, by Donald Trump, and the Make America Great Again Republicans, and that is a threat to this country. Joe, you just being president is the greatest threat to this country. The death toll from Monday's earthquakes in Turkey, Syria, rose past 7,700 people yesterday, as thousands of rescue teams worked through the snow and freezing conditions to pull remaining survivors from all that rubble, most of those deaths resulted from the collapse of unreinforced low-rise concrete buildings built in close proximity to each other. Syria's rebel-held northwestern province was mostly cut off from aid, with over 
half of the 5 million residents displaced due to the war. Some nations have called for the lifting of broad sanctions against Syria has been in place since 2011 to facilitate support for its rescue efforts there. Geologists built a visual showing the pace and magnitude of over 200 shocks on Monday. Oh, we're going to do this one more time? After questioning the value of general mask wearing, wasn't that horrible? Early in the pandemic, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention decided the practice was so demonstrably effective that it should be legally mandated even for two-year-olds. Well, it was all a bunch of nonsense. That review, out now published by Cochrane Library, an authoritative collection of scientific databases, analyzed 18 randomized controlled trials that aimed to measure the impact of surgical masks or the N95 respirators and the transmission of respiratory viruses, it found that wearing a mask in public probably makes little or no difference at all in the number of infections. Most of us knew that already, right? Oh, for pity's sakes, what is this? A Chinese-owned corn mill that is slated to be built near a military base in North Dakota has recently been deemed a significant threat to national... National security? That by the United States Air Force after a small-town mayor brought the project to the attention of federal agencies over a year ago now. Grand Forks, North Dakota. Ever heard of it? And Mayor Brandon Bochensky told the news outlet that he voiced concerns about the security risk to the federal government 18 years ago regarding the proposed corn mill's proximity to a military base. It's been a long, long process, said the mayor. We initially reached out to the FBI, then the Committee on Foreign Investment. They really came forth with a lackluster answer that left a lot of questions that really needed to be answered, and we were surprised. We expected the federal government to do their job, do it quickly, and if they had concerns, to get back with us. A corn mill. A threat to U.S. security. Okay. Anything Chinese. TikTok, that's another lesson. Well, I think it's a demon-led United Methodist Church. Sure. Isaac Simmons, a United Methodist Church candidate for ordination and associate pastor of the Hope United Methodist Church in Bloomington, Illinois, recently spewed forth a bunch of garbage, blasphemy, and a new slam poem to the LGBT queer plus movement. The drag queen pastor, self-styled drag queen evangelist, who goes by the stage name of Ms. Pentecost, declared over and over again that God is nothing, the Bible is nothing, religion is nothing. In the profanity-laced video posted on his, her, its website, yet while the God of historic Christianity is but a farce, according to Simmons, who repeatedly refers to the Trinity as Father, Son, Holy Spirit as female, queer spirituality, and LGBTQ identity are in fact the true expression of divinity in the world today. God is nothing. If she were, she would be, yes, queening her way down the runways of Paris and Montreal, and oh, this garbage goes on and on. What a secco. But the United Methodist Church, Bloomington, Illinois, 
I wouldn't even walk near the place. It's the new America, a flood of, well, you know. And in that same ball game, for decades, the gender of God has prompted debate within the church over there in England, with many calling for male pronouns he and him, as well as a reference to our father to be scrapped completely in favor of either gender neutral or a female alternative, just like this queer. Now, in what would indeed mark a departure from centuries of tradition, bishops are to launch a project on gender language, referencing God in church services later this year. It's the new world. What's happening in business news? Michael Jackson's estate in the process of selling off half, 50% of its stake in Jackson's entire music catalog for somewhere between 800 and $900 million. Hey, you like those shoes, do you? They're selling out. Karuma's OCA Canvas Sneakers have racked up a sizable 77,000-person waiting list, but all colors and prints are back in stock, they say. The company earned 33,000-plus five-star reviews recently thanks to love from all those celebrities and skaters and surfers and well, all those people. Never heard of them. My day, it was <laughs> Converse All-Stars, and now I just buzz over there to Walmart and get that no-name brand. Oh, the money people pay today. Well, here's one of those good news stories. A, a restaurant in Denham Springs has a wall with prepaid tickets for people that are hungry but can't afford food. Maybe they're homeless. They just grab a ticket there on the wall with a meal they would like that a previous customer had paid for. A new take on the Pay It Forward program. I just love this so much and wanted to pass it along to maybe inspire some business owners to follow. Wow, the restaurant is called Papa's Mexican Cuisine. Pay it for Now that is an idea and a good one. Hey, who said that? The church does not determine what the Bible teaches. The Bible determines what the church must teach. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And finally, we've said this many times before, in light of everything going on today, including the president's um, State of the Union. You know, first we overlook evil, then we permit evil, then we legalize evil, then we promote evil, then we celebrate evil, and then we persecute those who still call it evil. You're the bad people. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. You having a good day, my friend? You know, I'm constantly challenging people at my church, the cross, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, to get excited about the things of God. So many things come into our world on a regular basis. I mean, we really get excited. I was telling my church Sunday how I used to not be able to sleep for a day or two before we took our summer vacation to Wisconsin or Minnesota. All kinds of things. Maybe it's that new person in your life, and or maybe you inherited a great deal of money. These little temporary things just get us so excited, and people can see it. Wish that were true for our faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, that people could see how excited we are about heaven and getting there and telling others the same thing. You need to be saved. Oh, yeah.
It is a fantastic life in Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, oh, you're going to be saved, my friend. Do it today. Why not today? And for those of you already there, let people know how great and exciting this Christian life really is. This could be you. I've been a believer now for, you just fill in the blank, five years, 10, 25 years. I really try to live the Christian life, but somehow I just seem to fail more than I succeed in this thing. And I end up feeling terrible over all of the shortcomings and sins of my life. How can I do a better job? I'm wondering how many people listening to Hello World today say, oh, that's me. He must have been reading my mind. Here's the truth. Apart from the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, you cannot, let me repeat, cannot live the Christian life. I've been at my church 31 years, did evangelism before that. I'd been in the ministry a long time when I finally understood this principle. It was a major shock to me. How about you? Nowhere in the Word of God does God say that it's my responsibility to live a godly life. You know that? Really? Rather, it's the work of the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life through Greg Batten. Then what is the Christian's responsibility in all of that? Now, another great question. Each of us is to yield to God's Holy Spirit. We're to do that moment by moment, allowing the Holy Spirit to achieve through us the work that God wants to accomplish in your life. You might read Ephesians 2.10. Otherwise, the result in your life is going to be one of frustration, just like I started the disappointment, guilt, which is the case for far too many men and women of God. You know, unfortunately, there's not enough teaching about the Holy Spirit's role in our living in the Christian life, or the teaching, I believe, is wrong. It's important to understand what is meant by walking in the Spirit, walking after the flesh. We walk in the Spirit when we continually yield to the leading of Almighty God. On the other hand, the flesh describes our naturalness, that is, our fallen nature's inborn desires, which have nothing to do with anything spiritual in this life. We observe the flesh in the lives of unbelievers and also in ourselves when we yield to sin. Now, unless we understand the issue from a Christian perspective, we may be confused about why we want to do something, even though we know that thing is not right. The truth is, we all came into this world with a fallen nature, sin nature. And when we receive Christ into our life, he gives us a brand new spirit, and we are indwelt then by the Holy Spirit of God, which enables us to live in a way that God knew we could never live on our own. Fantastic verse that I memorized very early in my walk with God. It's helped me so much. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. How does that sound? How's this Christian walk working out for you? How's your vision today? That's a good question. Proverbs 29, 18, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. No vision, no dream for God's best in this life. People oftentimes just limp along half-heartedly, do they not? Hoping that tomorrow's going to be better than today, and, and it rarely is. Life without a vision is actually really a very dangerous experiment, don't you think? 
I mean, where there's no vision that you were created to have a growing personal relationship with your Creator, then your inner being, what you are, just begins to wither. Where there's no vision that you've been placed on this earth to matter deeply to others, well, then you live a life of loneliness and your relationships die out. Does any of this sound familiar? Where there's no vision that your body is the property and on loan from Almighty God, then your health can slip away. The pure joy of living just fades. Where there's no vision for a financially wise lifestyle, you can end up drowning in debt in the richest country in the world. Where there's no vision for a thriving godly family, you tend to contribute to a broken, angry one. Where there's no vision for meaningful work, you live for five o'clock and your goal is just to survive. Isn't that awful? You pay the bills, you stay married, you keep the kids out of jail or try to. Hey, you were made for much more than this, my friend. Don't let Satan do that to you. Hey, if money were no object in your life, what would you do the rest of your life? Well, I'd work full-time at the church. I had a man tell me that once. He retired, and he's doing a pretty good job of that. I'd volunteer at the Crisis Pregnancy Center. I would like to mentor kids, especially those in troubled homes, troubled backgrounds. I'd like to help build an orphanage in a third-world country. Doesn't that sound good? Do you know what the answers usually are? I'd quit working. I would buy a Ferrari. I'd get me a new house. I'm going to get that bass boat I want. I would hire people to do the work around the house. In other words, that's all about self. And quite a few said I'd have no idea what to do. You know, this is really sad. Do you really believe that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that our greatest goal would be to have a new bass boat? Do you think that he put us on this earth so that we wouldn't have to work another day in our lives? You see what Satan has done, my friend? You know what we need? We need Almighty God to disturb us. We are just too pleased with ourselves. When our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we have arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore, you need to disturb us, Lord. Yep. This might be the year to pursue your God-sized vision and watch the amazing things that he's ready to accomplish in your life and unfold the real beauty of your life. It's at least something to really pray about, don't you think? Well, it's just one of those Facebook messages that excites me. I mean, really excites me. This is from Pastor Bob Blaine. Hello, Greg Patton. Many years ago, you came to Faith Baptist Church in Godfrey, Illinois, to preach on prophecy. The Lord called me to preach then, in 1985. After interim pastoring and uh, being at a Baptist church for six and a half years, prison ministry there, homeless ministry, currently doing a Bible study at the Grafton Juvenile Center. All this while I work full-time. Linda and I are currently attending Grafton's First Baptist Church with Pastor William Hendricks. want to say God bless your family, Greg. We'll be praying for you. Have a blessed day. Bob and Linda Blame, Proverbs 3, 5 through 10. Yep, those messages really excite me. Also on Facebook, something about beginning artists. Any suggestions for painting dogs? One responds, wait till they're asleep. 
<laughs> That's the best way to do it. It really is. And I, I can't pass it up. As a kid, I used to watch The Wizard of Oz. And, I, you know, I really wondered how in the world could someone talk without having a brain? And then uh, last night I watched The State of the... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You've been listening to Hello World, every day Monday through Friday at this time. Thank you. And that's the way it is. Wednesday, February the 8th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Hey, have a great day.